Welcome to the show. I am so excited to share today's podcast guest with you. Her name is Maisie Santantio. She is a friend of mine, and she is the founder of Autism Career Pathways in San Francisco, California. Today, Maisie is sharing all the goodness, the ins and outs, the who, the what, the why, the where, the when of disclosing your autism identification. Where do you start? Who do you start with? How do you do it? And what questions should be you be asking, not just yourself, but what questions should you be asking those you share with? Maisie and I have an incredible conversation that we hope is going to help you get the tools, the insights, and the resources that you need to make those decisions about disclosing. And also, she shares some insights and some things about who to share with and how to share with your coworkers. This was an incredible, incredible interview. This is also something we're going to be discussing in the private Facebook group, Mind Your Autistic Brain. So if you've got more questions after the episode, if you want to dive in and have a deeper discussion and really get into more about revealing your autism identification with those that you love, join the group. There's a link down below. Would love to meet you and love to share your journey with you. Let's get started. Welcome to Mind Your Autistic Brain podcast hosted with Social Audi. That's me, Carol Jean. And today, my very special guest is Maisie Santantio. And I think I did it right this week. (laughs) Maisie is from ASD Autism Career Pathways, and she's based out of San Francisco, California. And Maisie is joining us today. We did an interview and I had the technicals that week. Updates had happened and software things had changed in the background and our amazing podcast just didn't work. Today, I brought Maisie back because we're having a really important discussion today. And I think this is one that everybody, all of you out there have debated, you've thought about, you've just considered, should I come out? Who should I tell I'm autistic? And what are their responses going to be? And how should I respond back? So Maisie, you've had a pretty big week this week and a big day today. Do you want to share with us what's been happening? Well, I um, I am a super late diagnosed uh, uh, autism specialist mom. You know, uh, it's just it's this year. I think the year twenty twenty. Uh, if there was one um, bright light for me, is like my formal diagnosis uh, as a person uh, with autism spectrum conditions. So, uh, yeah, so last week I came out on Facebook. Uh, uh, My, you know, close friends, Facebook, like friends and families, people who knew me when I was since forever, people, my high school friends, you know, and it, it's always uh, easier to tell strangers, you know, people, other autistic people. And I've been doing that actually for a long time, I would say this year to just come out on Instagram and, you know, participate in close Facebook groups um, as I just navigate like um you know everything being 
an autistic person, you know, learning from other people who were ahead in their journeys and trying to put together the pieces for myself. And then when my diagnosis came, uh, you know, at some point I had to tell my circle of friends and families. And I've been putting it, it's, it's hard. I, I put it off. Well, of course I told my immediate family, like my husband and uh, my two kids and, you know, they have like funny names for me from my autistic quirks. And, you know, I know they love me anyways. And my husband was like, well, I knew it since the first, like after the first year we started dating, like I kind of knew it, but I just didn't want to say anything. (laughs) And we've been together for a long time. Yeah. So it's like, um, maybe some people thought about it. But a lot of people, of course, when I came out on Facebook, they were in shock, like, because they just had no idea, you know, and um, amazing. What prompted you to get to the step where you were like, okay, I'm ready. I'm just, I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm going to let my friends and family know. And here we go. Well, I think that it's a very important part of my life. It's part of my journey. I'm writing um, the next chapters in my book. You know, uh, it is very much part of who I am. You know, so if you don't know about me as an autistic person, you don't really know the real me and why I'm here. You know, I've always been restless, I think, because on top of you know, living with my autism conditions, I also have other co-occurring conditions, like, you know, but I, this is what I want people to know. It's hard because uh, my mind is different. My brain is different. It's always been different and it's hard, but I own it because it's part of me. You know, and uh, I really want to inspire other parents who may have similar neurology as their kid who has uh, any kind of diagnosis, because usually the apples don't fall too far from the trees, you know, and it's more find yeah. out because of our children. Exactly, exactly. And there's no shame to that. Uh, you know, I I came from Indonesia, so it's very important for me to be the spokesperson as uh, because of my professional background as an autism specialist for the past 30 years, uh, as a parent, as uh, an advocate, you know, that I have to come out and show people how to do it the best that, that you can because I am ready to do it. And that readiness is everything because timing is everything. And um, it's it's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's about speaking the truth about yourself. So when you 
How, what did you say in your post? How did you phrase it? Oh my God. My, hus- you- my husband looked at it and he was, okay, I, I'm going to read this later because it's like a a book, like a, a whole chapter. It's like, it's not that, it's just long. You know, because I talk about, I challenge the notion of autistic people you know, the, the the common things that we get dinged for, such as eye contact. So I, I, I wrote paragraphs about, ah, you know, I have eye contact, you know, but, and I say that, but it's so much better if I don't look at you. If I allow myself in a conversation to look away, it's, it feels so much better. And I have more bandwidth to, to reciprocate, for example, you know, and and another uh, point was that, oh, but you're very social. <laughs> you, you, you do have friends. We, we do hang out together, you know. And my explanation to that point was that I uh, was, as a little girl, I was very content being alone. You know, it, pe- people and my nanny used to compliment me, compare me with my brother, who was, was the opposite of me because he he just had a lot of energy and for me you put me in the playpen I would just spend hours and hours not without a peep just playing with things you know and that was actually one of the signs as well in terms of autism how some of us tend to be very happy with objects for extended period of time Oh yeah, you know, and I um, playing with Barbie dolls, and I built like this whole yeah exactly in my closet, and I would play for hours and be exactly <laughs> exactly exactly hyper focusing on those things. And um, my answer to that was that like autistic girls, we do want to be social, and we are verbal, and we are quick to learn ways to cope and ways to for me, hide behind people who can do the talking for us, which I did, you know, and did I get better in terms of navigating social chatter? Absolutely, because I could morph, I mimic and morph really, really well. And I gave some, well, I didn't give examples and I said, you know, um, I said in the past I would join like a get getaway or you know host things and I I would leave in the middle of it because <laughs> I just I just couldn't handle it anymore. Like what like, like, like yes, like costume party, right? It's a sensory nightmare for me. Wearing costume is so itchy, having to take on a role to become someone else, so uncomfortable for me. Uh, so that's what I said on that Facebook. And I said, you know, I'm sorry. I just, I tried, but it was really hard for me, you know? So I named those events. So maybe for people who read it and they were like, oh, no wonder. <laughs> like, oh, you know, I, I don't know. Oh, this explains everything. I, it's just like, I think the past like last year and this year, I did a lot of soul searching. I learned from other autistic adults. And, and then I, when I got the formal diagnosis, it was like, okay, 
it makes sense now. I can connect the dots, you know, and it's very interesting as an autism specialist, family therapist, to really stop searching answers for other people. But now I search answers and more understanding for myself, you know, and it's great. You know, um, I'm free to do whatever I want now. <laughs> I'm a free race chicken or like I'm a bird. You know, that's why I'm wearing this. And Maisie is wearing a beautiful top today with her birds on it because she said she is now free. Because not only free bird can yeah. Maisie post and come out to her friends and family on Facebook. Maisie, you right. did something else today on IG Live, did you not? Yes, I did a coming out. So I do IG Live on Mondays at 8 a.m. PST. And usually I have hosts, like usually another autistic adult talking about like different stuff. And uh, so today I decided that I'm just going to talk about my disclosure. And uh, yeah, so I talk about it. And we, I, I actually brought up a couple of points from people's responses on my Facebook posts. And so what were some of, of those responses? Well, I think my friends and family who knew me, they were definitely caught off guard, you know, and they just didn't know what to say. Some people didn't say anything, even though they really, really know me really well. Then I know I, they probably, they were like, uh-uh, there's no way. She's 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 gone loony, basically. <laughs> it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> Some people say, a lot of people like to just say, oh, we still love you. Like, you know, you're still Macy to us. It's like, it's, it's all very, very sweet. You're doing this and you're setting an example by leading by example. And by posting your truth, and sharing your autism journey and your autism experiences and your story with your friends and with your family, and then moving into helping other people do that. I think it's such a beautiful thing. And it's, I, thank you for doing that. Oh, well, so this is the other thing that I said this morning, you know, I own my life. Like I am the complete package you know, my diagnosis, I'm autistic. It's a part, it's a very important part of me. My days have peaks and valleys because of my sensory differences, but I own it. I make it work. You know, I have the support and love from my parents then, especially from my mom. And now I have my own like little circle at home who really allow me, they allow me to be myself I'm it's very lucky such a relief it's such a freedom and such a wonderful thing it's such a freedom and I said that um it's hard to describe I think this is the other point that I made this morning uh the best way to describe it and I think you can relate to me when you're autistic it's like it's a cycle for us you know, we, 
I mean, you and I are lucky that we we know ourselves very well and we have people who would call us, like call out, like, hey, you need to just go take a nap or you, why don't you go take a walk? Something like that, you know? <clears throat> and a lot of autistic adults don't have that. Uh, but I think it's a cycle where we just um, do self-care and we manage our anxiety in, in however way that we can do it. Some people do it with medication. Some people do it with exercise, yoga, you know, and then like this gives you enough energy to work, to wake up in the morning, to go to school, you know, to study for your tasks, whatever. And then boom, it's like you crash. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's really cycle. It it's is. really and a cycle. A great description, Maisie, because I think that we all, especially as we get older too, and our bodies change, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and there's things that we struggle with because it's also these things that it's like, I just got a handle on this. I just sort of figured out how to manage yeah. this and then something changes. And then you got to yeah. feel like you almost kind of start all over again for some Yeah, time. you start over again, right? But, but what I think makes such a big difference is that we come together and we talk about it and we share it. You know, I can, you know, call up you or, you know, Sarah or Diane or somebody. I'm like, okay, guys, I, I'm kind of struggling with this right now. Have you guys experienced mm-hmm. this? You know, yeah. do you have any suggestions? And then, you right. know, you're like, oh, well, have you tried this or this? And I'm like, oh, right. I hadn't done that yet. I hadn't thought of that. Right. Because, you know, yeah. we, we can't think of everything ourselves. Yeah. And we find mm-hmm. our support, our encouragement, and our next thing to try from our friends. Yeah. From the people yeah. we reach out to. And yeah. if, if we keep ourselves isolated, trying to figure it all out on our own, I did that. I did that for many years because I just yeah. didn't know to look outside of myself and it's exciting. Right. Well, we also didn't know that we are unique in our challenges and strengths. So I talk about that. And then the other one of the responses basically said, don't let autism define you. You know, and I used okay, to say, wait, how do you even respond to that one? Because by definition, who I am. Right, right. I actually used to say that to the families I work with. You know, I think now I'm going to say it differently. As an autistic person, my autism does define me. It's, it's like the essence of me, the best part and the worst part of me, isn't it? Like all of my difficulties learning and how I hate tags on my clothing and like uh, hair on my neck. Like I caught my own hair so many times. It's not even funny. It's my bangs are always crooked. Well, I did it professionally. I went to get a haircut. <laughs> but normally I would just snip, 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 snip. You know, or I've asked strangers at the airport, can you please cut my tag? You know, I've done that. It's crazy. I you know. keep a pair of scissors on my bathroom counter for that exact right. reason. To cut right. tags and just... Itchy, just hair or itchy stuff. Or, yes, you know. I have cut my own hair so many times. Right. I, I lost count. 
Right. So, so as an autistic person, I would say my autism does define me because it is, it's, it's who I am. It's how I choose what to wear, like, uh, what what circle friends I have, like what to pay attention to next, you know, what next thing I want to learn about, you know, uh, what I want to eat. And, you know, it, it does define me. It's how we experience the world. Right. Right. So, so my point being is that like, don't ding people for trying to comment. <laughs> so I, how I handle it, I just, I just really appreciated. I think all of the responses, you know, even though I was thinking of like my own responses, but I think a lot of autistic people, they become very, um, what sort, they feel attacked when people are, trying to comment and they get really frustrated. I, okay, I understand. Somebody doesn't say it the way you're wanting to hear it. Right. But saying it the best way they know how in the moment. That's right. Not a lack of love or care for you because right. they took the time to make a comment to let you know, hey, I read your story. I read your post and I want to acknowledge yeah. that you've shared this with me. And right. it's it's easy to get defensive. It's easy to Very get much. hurt when it's not... And I was actually having a conversation last night, and I know that maybe you probably really relate to this and understand it. Mm-hmm. We have two communication styles. We have yeah. a communication style in which we deliver information to other people. Right. And then we have the communication style in how we like to receive information from other people. And right. those two can be very different. And right. we don't always understand that we give and receive information in unique ways, but so do other people. And they're right. not coming from a place of discrediting you or trying to hurt your feelings. Yeah. It's sometimes just as the delivery isn't what you're expecting. And so it, it can be upsetting sometimes. Yeah. I would say to people, to young people trying to navigate relationships and, uh, you know, relating to coworkers you know, I, I think that uh, when you don't know enough about something, you tend to, A, don't respond, don't do anything because you don't know enough, you know. And I wouldn't, for example, do presentation in Mandarin because my Mandarin skills is like just good enough to order simple food at the Chinese restaurant, you know, on a good day. So, but I wouldn't do a presentation. That's just human beings, you know, and I think uh, a neurodivergent mind and a neurotypical mind, it's just different. Like the way we can share and uh, have a better common language. So I I think sometimes just I just usually speak from my own experiences. I can say, this is how I experience this, or this is what I have seen, or this is how I feel about something. And I find that just by sharing it in that way with people who are wired differently from me, I usually get a, oh, okay, I I can kind of understand that, or I I can kind of see that now. I didn't understand that, or I didn't realize that 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 was how you saw the world or perceived the world. Right. And just sharing sometimes just from my own experience 
yeah. really help somebody else connect. And I exactly. That I also, one of the things that I had to also start to understand about other people, people outside of my thinking, was right. that you're right, Maisie. When somebody doesn't know enough about something, they're a little uncomfortable right. with not mm-hmm. knowing, they won't respond. And so mm-hmm. it's not that they're saying, I don't care about you, what you told me isn't important. Yeah. It's just that I don't know enough to feel comfortable commenting because I don't yeah. want to say the wrong thing because people are always worried about right. saying the wrong thing. Right. And sometimes giving somebody the grace and the space to sort mm-hmm. of process what you've told yeah. them and let them take the time to kind of educate themselves. You know, they go right. out and read and they're like, okay, well, what yeah. does this mean exactly? Yeah. And I love the way that you post, posted on Facebook is because you said, okay, these are some of the perceptions about autism. And this is sort of how I experience the world and social right. situations. And mm-hmm. that really kind of gave your perspective and gave mm-hmm. people that you know and love yeah. the opportunity to connect right. with how you've been experiencing things. And I love that. Yeah, I think that you have to be authentic, Amazing yeah. because of your empowerment of self and going out and sharing your autism diagnosis and your journey with your friends and family and going on IG Live this morning and sharing that with your community. What are some things that you'd like to share mm-hmm. with our listeners today who might be debating sharing their autism identification with their friends and family? What are some tips or some suggestions that you have for them? I think that's a really good question. Uh, I think in general, with if you're going to come out to friends and family or to coworkers, uh, number one, you have to empower yourself to do it. I think you have to come to a point uh, in your life where you're really feeling, okay, I understand myself enough to, and this is important enough for me to share to the world. You know, I think friends, like strangers first. So I did it like strangers first. (laughs) And then I actually talked to uh, my friends who knew me as a little girl. So I talked to them. And then I talked to a few people who I considered really good friends, you know, my besties. Like I called every one of them and explained myself. And by doing that, I'm rehearsing. <laughs> you know, you I didn't intend well. it to be you like that, but it's it's rehearsing it. Like, but rehearsing doesn't mean scripting it, but just sharing from a place in my heart from, you know, but doing it from autistic person to her uh, circle of friends, you know, and I did it all on the phone, actually, maybe because it's COVID, you know, but it was, maybe that's a good way to think about it, like, just pick up the phone, and it's, for some people, maybe it's about writing it, writing it down, writing things down is a really, really healthy process and you can always edit it you know whether you could do that you know telling your parents about your diagnosis for example telling your besties uh people you care about or you could do it on the phone you know um 
uh, I even made appointments. <laughs> like, okay, it's just like, so it's like I can like kind of prepare myself. Right. You know, yeah. You mentally and, prepare to go into that. Discussion. Yeah. So oh, maybe. So yes. Yeah, so really ask yourself, okay, is it time for yourself to do this? And if it is, how are you going to go about doing it? And who do you want to share this with? Like your immediate, your circle of like friends and, you know, and then I think, uh, in terms of co-workers, um, I think it's timing is everything. Some people, they're immediately paired up with employment specialists and that makes it so easy because everything's out in the open. It's so, it's it's great, you know, uh, but that's not the case today. I'm trying hard to change that um, through my projects. But I think... When you feel that it's time, empower yourself to be able to do it in your own terms. You know, how you do it, you know, the time, you know, when are you going to do it, right? Uh, I think with um, co-workers, I think like emailing them, like write an introduction and um, and also it, if you write it down, don't just say like I'm autistic. That means I can't do this and this and this, or these, these are hard things for me, A, B, and C. But I would tell, suggest that always start with the positives. So allow your coworkers to think of you as a person first and as a a really good colleague. And, you know, I think that should come first if you write it down. And then after that, you can write about your sensory differences. Also, don't write it as just like, these are hard for me or these are challenging for me, like sensory differences, because that's education for other people. You know, why do we need a quiet workplace? Why do we need flexible schedule? You know, why do we need to know ahead of time if there is like a change in the project? What would be the best way? to communicate, you know, and everybody's a little bit different, you know, so that's part of empowering yourself, you know, how do I prepare to come out and doing it uh, in a way that you can educate and share and then invite people to, uh, to be proactive because you're being proactive to begin with, you I'm not asking for pity <laughs> to come out, <laughs> you know? So when people say, oh, you're autistic, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I don't need to, you know? Or when people say, we still love you. Uh, I, don't, I don't really need your love. <laughs> I have enough love, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, I think you bring up a really good point with that, Maisie. And I think that going into disclosure, of autism, you also have to ask yourself some questions. And I think one of those questions is, what is the outcome Mm -hmm. that I seek? What is, what is it by me disclosing that I'm autistic to strangers, friends, family, coworker, whoever Mm -hmm. you decide you want to tell, 
what is it that I'm gaining by doing this? What is it that I expect? Mm -hmm. Is it just that I am going to feel more free by knowing that the information is out there? Mm -hmm. Do I want to have confirmation and understanding and start a discussion? You know, yeah. you need to, to also think about what the outcome is that you anticipate yeah. and decide, well, is this a realistic yeah. anticipation? You know, do I, is the person capable that I'm telling this yeah. to? Are they capable of giving me the response that I'm yeah. looking for? Because not right. every person is capable right. of meeting our expectations right. in these situations. They're just not right. because A, they may not know enough. B, we may not have a relationship with them where they feel comfortable asking yeah. questions. Right. So that's one of the things you also have to think about when you go into this process. Because yeah. if you don't, then you can be crushed and hurt and devastated. And yeah. you're sitting there going, this did not go well or the way I wanted to go at all. Right. But then just by thinking through this and and asking right. yourself these questions. And I always say it's not the quantity of questions, but the quality of questions we ask ourselves. Right. And it's, well, what is this going to give me? What am I seeking or looking for? And will this particular situation result mm -hmm. in the outcome I'm seeking? Yeah. And is it going to be possible? Right. I, I mean, and, and I think timing is everything. And with a lot of the uh, autistic adults I talk to, uh, a lot of times they lose their jobs because, you know, something happened at work and everything just breaks down. Meltdown is a big trigger, uh, you know. Or what for, happens to a lot of us is that right. we're going along in a job, everything seems to be fine. And then all of a sudden there's this conflict in a relationship that we thought was totally fine and we don't know what we've said somebody's gotten yeah. offended right. all of a sudden nobody can stand us we are like persona right. non grata and we right. have no idea how it went wrong right right exactly exactly but don't wait until a situation happens I would say yeah so if if Proactive. you can you know settle into your workplace and and get to know your immediate colleagues uh, and start planning for that disclosure. Um, and uh, Finding just safe people to have that disclosure conversation. Yeah, I think all, we have to do it in the way that we, in a mature way and in a proactive way also and invite people to uh, ask you questions. That's what I wrote on my Facebook uh, page. Is like I invite all of you to ask me about autism. Oh, um, amazing! That is wonderful. That yeah. that right there. Everybody yes. needs to really take that little nugget right there. Right. Ask people to ask you questions. You know. So, how much details do you want to put in that email? You know, not all of the details. You know. Um, but just start with the important things, you know, uh, what accommodations that you need. And I think writing it down, um, uh, it, it's, it's going to help you as well as help them learn as well. You know, yep. 
I think that's wonderful. Amazing. Where can everybody find you? I know you're on Instagram under ASD Pathways, and you've got a link to your website. So tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, so I managed to, uh, in America, I managed two Instagram accounts. One, the parent coaching one is just my name, at Macy Satantio, at Macy, M-A-I-S-I-E. And then hopefully when you type that, hopefully my last name will show up because I don't, I don't want to spell my last name. It's I'll have it in the show notes below. Yeah. And then the, the, the other one, the employability one is called at ASD Career Pathways. The, our website and YouTube, it's also, it's actually Autism Career Pathways. So I interview uh, autistic adults to share about their career journeys um, so that people can like know career pathways and possibilities. Um, Yeah, so other than that, I think that's the best way to get in touch with me where I'm just like posting. That's fantastic. And every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Maisie is on IG Live on ASD Career Pathways. No, it's on it's on my family coaching one. Is that Maisie? Oh, your family coaching one. Yeah. So the I do do uh, live IG uh, for ASD Career Pathways, but because because I've seen a couple. Yes, but my co-hosts are all autistic, so I can't just like ask them, okay, can you do it at this time? Because most of yeah, us we don't, don't like do to- last minute well. Well, it's also we we're more of um night creatures. So it's like if morning schedule doesn't work, you know, uh, because we're still all in bed <laughs> trying to take care of our brain which is fine, but I do once in a while, I, I do live IG, uh, uh, just related to employment. So I interview people. So I'm about to interview Rachel Barcelona. So she's an uh, autistic advocate who's also, uh, she's, a, is, she's a beauty queen. Like she, this, like she has a new product. She's, she has a nonprofit organization. I'm about to interview Kai from the from Kaiko Fidgets. So he's a teenager from Australia who owns his own company, and it's he's super cool. Uh, oh, that is, oh yeah, great, yeah, yeah. So I, I tried to come up with relevant relevant topics just to help people think outside of the box and explore oh, possibilities. Great. Well, you guys make sure if you haven't started following ASD Career Pathways, you go on Instagram and follow the account so you won't miss these incredible interviews that Maisie has coming up. Thank you. So much for being here today and for sharing your coming out story and the experience that you've had and and setting the example and empowering not just yourself, but helping to empower other people through your example. You are such a wonderful guest and thank you for being here today, Mandy. Thank you so much for having me.